Yeah, okay. So welcome back for part two. Um, so I had to take a little break from the, the previous podcast right before this one. And um, I did a little intro of how I came across this lady's um, information. Her name is Cassie West by the Feminine Philosopher. Um, any negative views are solely mine and do not reflect her views. Uh, but I did want to let you know where I found her information. Respectfully, y'all. So if I say stuff, don't be on her page like, just with the divine feminist at this. No, no, no. I'm not on that age. So just please. But here's the thing. So um, I decided to type in the title from the last podcast to see if I could find the original source that he was um playing all these sound bites of of her stats, which is really interesting. You'll want to go back and listen to it. Um, I don't usually send you to go back and listen to stuff, but that one you're gonna want to listen to it to have a little bit of context. But um, I was I so I okay okay let's just back up a little bit. I'm gonna fast forward and I'm gonna play it because her video is like is thirty minutes. So um, this one is titled the white men black women same problems the stats on international inter <laughs> interracial marriage is surprising right so um it's 30 minutes long so i don't want to spend too long on this but i was like you know what let me just check her out while my podcast is uploading and see what her other videos are and i think that you might enjoy it i'm not gonna i've learned that i don't tend to agree 100 percent with most content creators so I think there's going to be a 90%, you know, type of level of seeing how she breaks things down. But also the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, if anything, I, I think that I'll, I'll allow her to challenge me on how she views things. And it, it will be really good for me to just sharpen my, my, my mind and see to what degree I agree with her and to what degree I kind of, you know, think differently and for why. So let me just kind of read off some of the titles that she has here. Um, let me see, like this one, Crazy Interracial Marriage Stats. White man and black women is the most successful pairing and the least. So that was a six minute and 35 second video. I think that that guy was playing. Um, this one says, uh, the wall is delusion. The wall is, she put in all caps, is delusional. A feminist unchristian ideology in sheep's clothing, a pygmy. Yo, I'm going to have to check that one out. That one's 38. And so she also is pointing to herself and um, seems like she's identifying herself as a farmer pygmy. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, this one, she talks about the truth about my geriatric pregnancy, fertility peak at 16. Um, this one, uh, y'all, I'm going to be up on, like pretty much for tonight listening to this one too. So one of them is titled, When the Chickens Come Home to Roost, Red Pillars, Tate and Donovan Sharp and Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels and Abba Preach. And on her thumbnail, it says, where are these Manosphere Alphas now? So she wants to know like, what's up with Tate, the Taterlinas, Donovan Sharp, um, Kevin Samuels, he's Warm Food, Cinco de Mayo, and Abin Preach. Oh, shoot. She's putting them in the same. Listen, I'm not. And then um, another one that she did is called Part One, The Downfall of um, Tater Lena, Tater Tots, and the truth on victims defending him when the chickens come home to roost because 
on the thumbnail, she has a like blonde haired, blue eyed woman, apparently that was his victim, <clears throat> defending him. And, and on the thumbnail, it has a quote next to her saying, Andrew Tate is a great guy. So that's going to be an interesting one. Um, she also does um, reviews on Love is Blind. I don't even watch Love is Blind, so I have I will not be checking that one out. And then apparently part three is titled Donovan Sharp Attacks Me and My Husband and Gets Owned by Abba and Preach um, When the Chickens Come Home to Roost. So she also has here Herschel Walker is Not a Real Man, Conservative Case for... I guess she ran out of words there. She talks about the Johnny Depp type of thing. So let's get into the video that initially drew me in, which is the interracial marriage outcomes with white women. So let me go ahead and play that. I'm going to try to keep my talking to a minimum and I'll probably just, um, if there's things I disagree with her question and I'll kind of just try to make it very short and sweet because her video is 30 minutes and I want to keep this on the, I don't want to go a whole hour. So let's go. And black women. I got to go all the way another. to the and beginning. There we go. Hey guys, what is up? Cassie West here with my brand new channel, The Feminine Philosopher. And today I wanted to talk about some of the surprising similarities and commonalities that white men and black women have with one another and uh, the role of race in marriage and the success and failures of interracial marriage and um, just how stark some of the differences are between various racial pairings and and I already tell like Loki I'm really gonna she's gonna be kind of like my BFF we'll see so if you're interested in this type of stuff she's showing on her screen um an article I don't have time to read it um right now um but it's the one titled ranking the newlyweds by husband and wife's race ethnicity and it goes into earnings and which couples make more so on and so forth and the likelihood of a successful marriage outcome. Today I'm going to be reading some studies and statistics on interracial marriages. And uh, before I go into that, I just want to give some caveats hmm. because um, the studies and statistics are all pretty unflattering to black men and white women. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make this video because um, I, I do find the information very interesting and I feel like if anyone other than a black man or a white woman shared this stuff, uh, you know, an Indian guy or a Hispanic guy or, you know, an Asian woman or a black woman could be accused of, oh, you're just saying this stuff to look good or whatever. But um, it's pretty unflattering to black men and white women. Hmm. So me sharing it or black guy sharing it just kind of lends to the credibility of the studies and statistics that I'm going to be going over. I mean, I kind of get her talking points, but I think I'm I'm past like kind of caring about, listen, if it's true, it's true, you know, um, so I actually, the first person I heard this from was from the last video and it was a black guy and I was like, eh, let me just listen to the content 
you know, and so that's kind of how I deal with, I think, most things. And so, you know, but but I, I understand maybe it's because other people tend to think like that. So I'm obviously not the only prototype out there in this way of thinking. But yeah, so that doesn't bother me. I think I'm able to just look at the stats for what it is, uh, you know, and, and keep it pushing. Let's go. Okay. Um, now, obviously, I love men of all races. I love women of all races. Again, these are just statistics and generalities. Um, of course, there are plenty of interracial marriages involving white women that are successful and will be married till the day that they die. Um, and the same is true for, uh, you know, black men in interracial marriages. Um, there's millions of successful marriages of, of all races all over the place. These are simply statistics <laughs> and studies for our own uh, knowledge. And let me... Why would she undermine the validity of the statistics, though? That's, that's a little bit kind of weird to me. But anyways... Give you an example of, of how this information is helpful and, and how I actually personally would have benefited from knowing this sort of thing several years ago. My husband and I are in a pretty traditional marriage like he's so she showed pictures of her husband he is caucasian of the caucasian persuasion the breadwinner um we we go to a conservative baptist church um i am a stay-at-home mom uh we have a, a ton of children and i homeschool them she has four kids it's like two girls and two boys so we have a pretty traditional lifestyle and Anytime I would have an issue come up that I would want help for, um, outside of the context of, you know, women in my church community that share my uh, religious beliefs, outside of that context, whenever I would look up anything um, on the internet, it was almost impossible to find any sort of help. So let, mm. like, let's say that I wanted to ask, my husband will not let me paint the cabinets. I'm sick of him infant infantilizing me. Um, you know, how do I get him to let me do this? Or, or how do you deal with a, a husband who's infantilizing you? You know, just something like that. Anytime that I would go to the internet with a question like that, <laughs> I couldn't even get any advice because uh, the only advice I ever got was to divorce my husband and that the relationship sounded abusive and... That would be me. Like, girl, he won't let you clear out the cabinets. Divorce him. <laughs> so, like, let's say that I wanted to paint the cabinets and my husband wouldn't let me. So I would, like, look up on, you know, a question and answer thing or a write-in uh, to the therapist thing where someone would ask a very similar question and what answers um, the uh, article was giving to the person writing the question that was very similar to mine. So I never was talking to these people directly. I'm just saying when I looked up people in similar situations and then the advice given to them. So any sort of mainstream narrative, which, you know, just by virtue of being mainstream was kind of a Western and white narrative, uh, just because the majority um, mm. in our you know mainstream narrative is white, mm. would be from like a white woman's perspective. And, like, it's not even as though I was getting bad advice. I was getting no advice because it wouldn't even matter how benign 
what I was asking was virtually the only advice I could find in response <laughs> to similar situations to mine was like, what do you mean won't let you? Wow, I'm scared. You're actually in a very dangerous, toxic relationship. You know, you should formulate a plan to escape immediately. You Like, making him seem way <laughs> That would be me. Girl, you in danger. Worse than he is, making the situation seem way bigger than it is. <laughs> and really, the only advice I ever got was to divorce my husband. <laughs> I finally realized, like, you know what? Maybe I should just look for advice from women from other countries because uh, they're going to be more likely to be like traditional and more patriarchal and and that's interesting so she thinks that women from other countries are tra are more traditional um hmm. would already kind of have our dynamic so like that in and of itself wouldn't be the deal breaker and literally immediately i like was able to look up and find some Indian, some like female Indian uh, YouTubers and the, the same sort of thing like, oh, my husband won't let me do this or this around the house. She'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I was able to immediately get practical, helpful advice for like all these simple little things day to day that I was going through. Like no tea, no shade. My single divine feminine self. Okay. I don't have, I don't have that problem. I don't have a husband. And I don't have children, okay? But I think it's kind of funny when a guy is like, listen, I'm in the kitchen. Like, let me do what I need to do in the kitchen. And with, when it comes to the house, you take care of the lawn, the car, business, everything else. Like, why? Why? Listen, this is why I'm telling you. Like, what I? why are you going to be fighting me on the cabinets? You're a... <laughs> Girl, you in danger. Divorce him. <laughs> um, and it, it wasn't just like, oh, they were only saying like, oh, the man's always right. They would be like, no, I, you know, this is a problem. But here's maybe where he's coming from. And here's like how you can present this or <laughs> approach this to be the most productive. It was always for the betterment of the relationship. And it was a lot more um, helpful. But let's say that I had gone into this situation and gone into my marriage already knowing just how unsuccessful uh, most marriages involving white women specifically are, um, you know, in comparison to women of other races, then I probably would have um, started looking for advice from women from other countries or cultures or races um, earlier and it could have saved myself you know months if not so but this is going to be interesting because I, I i already mentioned at the beginning she has a bunch of videos i like i like how she's talking through things it kind of mirrors my style a little bit so that's why i think um even though i don't necessarily agree with everything and i'm i'm kind of laughing a little bit but I, you know not to be disrespectful or anything but and remember one of her previous videos she talks about her being a former pygmy but the funny thing is I mean, it's, I'm going to say, like, if she's going to other cultures, like, um, it's because we're being pygmies. Like, I don't think that's a, that's a compliment. Like, you know, I don't want you coming to my culture talking about like, oh, I'm going to build a man. Um, I'm going to make him be what he needs to be. I'm going to speak life into it. No, like, that's not good. I'm 
No. Not years of hassle. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sharing this to bash white women or bash black guys or um, say any race is better or worse than the other. I think I get it. You're okay. You're cold. Keep going. Just simply like, hey, this is good information to have. There might be cultural issues and dynamics and norms and belief systems uh, in various races and cultures that are more or less beneficial to a healthy marriage. And so this, so this is all for education purposes. Right. And um, when you look at it that way, like this is stuff that can be helpful and beneficial for everybody. Right. So what got me thinking about this was I was watching the live stream from this YouTuber called The Amazing Lucas. I don't really watch his channel. Mm. He was just doing a live stream on the Steven Crowder versus Daily Wire drama. And I was trying to get my fill of the, you know, conservative pundit drama. And, um, you know, about halfway through, he just starts bashing white, white guys. Starts <laughs> talking about how white men are, you know, murderous, slave owners, this, this, and this. I mean, all things that are true about all races. I mean, all races own slaves, but for some reason, white guys are the only ones that get blamed for it. Wow. And I was just thinking, you know, that really sucks that white guys just get bashed on all day and it's just considered what this is eight minutes in this is why i need to try not to be so quick to agree with people um there's so much to unpack with this listen i'm gonna invite you to come back to another podcast because i i want to keep this one short um and so there's another 20 minutes on this part on her end of things but this this is this is i'm low-key a problem I'm going to go back like 10 seconds. Um, go to the next podcast because I'm going to refer back to this. Guarantee you I'm going to do a podcast on the, on what she just said right here. For it. And I was just thinking, you know, that really sucks that white guys just get bashed on all day and it's just considered fine. Like it's weird. There's not any other demographic that you could do that about. No sooner had I thought that than I saw this clip of this man, Jason Whitlock who went on to Tucker Carlson's show to talk about how the savage beating of Tyree Nichols from five black police officers, and Tyree Nichols himself uh, is a black man, the five black officers that, you know, attacked Tyree Nichols is because of a single black mom and, like, a black woman at the police station. Looks like gang violence to me. Yeah, that's, this is... No bueno, y'all. This this is not good. I wanted to like the content and how she was. This is why, but I do this all the time, and I should have known better. I I um. I <laughs> I get I gravitate to like charismatic people or this type of stuff, and then once I start listening to things, yeah, I definitely this I disagree with her so much so to the point that. I wouldn't. I was contemplating if I was gonna subscribe or not, but yeah, no, I'm not subscribing. Hmm. I'm gonna tell you my reason, my rationale for this, um, on the next one. So I'm not gonna repeat that. You know, just come for another podcast and I'm unpack what I'm thinking about. It looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman, 
and that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. They've elected some uh, or put some black woman in charge of the police force, and we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. There was no black woman involved. There was no woman involved, period. White men and black women are really a very compatible inverse of each other where black women are bashed in the mainstream narrative and it's enforced by their own men just like black just like white men's attacks are enforced by their own women and um and a lot of the problems that are blamed on black women a lot All right, the show must go on. So she just showed a picture of a woman, a white woman in the bathtub, reading a book, and she's sipping from a little, like a little wine cup or whatever. And on the white, on the cup, it says "White Man's Tears." <laughs> it's just the imagery, y'all. But oh my gosh, Let, let's keep going. A lot of the things that people say, a lot of the narratives that they say of black women, are like the opposite of true. The same thing for white men. Like as a collective. You know, they'll say things like white, uh, um, other race, they'll say things like other races of women are more feminine, they're more submissive, they make better wives, blah, 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 blah. If you look at the statistics, it, this actually isn't true at all. You don't really see, you know, an Indian woman out here trying to get us all to think that, that Indian men are evil. You don't really see, um, you know, a Hispanic woman out here trying to get us all to believe that Hispanic men are evil. The way that you will actively get black men um, disparaging black women, um, you know, and, and trying to get other people and other races of people to view them poorly. And in the same, in the same regard, like, it's not normal how white women just bash white men and will be like, it's not enough that we're complaining about them because, you know, white women are, are more likely to be dating a white guy and, you know, we're just bashing the guy that we're getting a divorce from. It's, it's not enough for just us in our own interpersonal dynamics to be dissatisfied. No, um, we have to go out into the world and talk about how bigoted, racist, evil, blah, 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 the evil white man is to... We want all the other races to think that he's evil too. It's just weird that they're the ones getting all this um, hatred and vitriol. It reminds me of um, the TJ guy and Amy Robach, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. Like um, they were saying, like he got the same white woman or whatever, or um, he got the same. It's kind of like that same. You kind of get to a point where you kind of get tired of stuff and you can laugh about it. But yeah. Because it's really not um, warranted, and a lot of the things that white men are accused of, they're either guilty of, but no more guilty of than any other race of man. Or, if you compare them to other demographics, they're less guilty of the thing that you're accusing them of than other demographics are. So I was like, that is so weird that there's just this like group of people that everyone's just allowed to bash and no one defends them. 
Um, and I realized that actually is something that, that white men and black women have in common. And I was like, am I just thinking this or mm. do actual statistics and actual... I think she has a point. I mean, I can, this is kind of mirroring like how I probably sound to people when I'm going through a thought process of trying to mull things over in my mind. So there's a little bit of grace there, but uh, I obviously, like I said, I don't agree with everything, but but I get it. Let's keep going. Um, surveys and studies flush this out. And oh boy, do the numbers absolutely flush this out. So let's go ahead and get into it. So first thing... Is that um, the Asian male and white female marriages are 59% more likely to end in divorce uh, than a white male, white female marriages. So basically, if a white woman is with a white man, she's going to be way more likely to have that marriage succeed than if a, an Asian man is with a white female. Hmm. Marriages involving a white husband and a black wife were substantially less likely to end in divorce than marriage involving a white husband and a white wife. The former pairing's divorce rate was 44% less than the latter. So a white guy is almost 45% less likely to get a divorce if he marries a black woman than if he marries a white woman. And I'm going to go in in a minute to explain just how incredible that statistics actually is, given some other factors here in a minute. Um, um, let me see if I can try to read what she's saying. So I'm at the 13 minute and 51 second mark. I If if she scrolled down from the page where she was earlier, um, I think it, this is from a Pew Research. Pew Research. Let's see if I can pull it. Uh, it's from, let me see, go back a little bit. Okay, I'm at 1351. This is from the Pew Research Center. Um, chapter 2, Characteristics of, of Intermarried um, Newlyweds. And so it says, moreover, members of the interracial par pairings are more likely to have traits correlated with the higher probability of divorce. However, these studies fail to account for gender in connection with the race of... You know what, y'all? I, I, I apologize. This is... This... I don't want to rush through reading it. Um, for the sake of the length of the video. So, I apologize. Let's, let's just keep it pushing. But, um... Wow. Okay. Some great stats in there. So let, let's just, let me try to keep going through this thing. So let me play. Is that, um, the Asian male and white female marriages are 59% more likely to end in divorce mm. uh, than a white male, white female marriages. So basically if a white woman is with a white man, she's going to be way more likely to have that marriage succeed than if a, an Asian man is with a white female. Marriages involving a white husband and a black wife were substantially less likely to end in divorce than marriage involving a white husband and a white wife. The former pairing's divorce rate was 44% less than the latter. So a white guy 
is almost 45% less likely to get a divorce if he marries a black woman than if he marries a white woman. And I'm going to go in in a minute to explain just how incredible that statistics actually is given some other factors here in a minute. Um, because it's, it's actually shocking that it's, uh, that high, um, given some of, some of the other, uh, information. Now, a white husband and an Asian wife were 4% more likely to end in divorce. The marriages involving a white husband and a white wife. Uh, the, the largest age difference is it's when a white guy has an Asian wife. Um, so that's the racial pairing with the largest age gap, the woman being younger. Hmm. Okay. So one thing that I do want to point out in, uh, in regard to the white man with an Asian woman uh, being 4% more likely to divorce than a white man with a white woman. Um, having a large age gap is one of the largest uh, determining right. factors right. for divorce. Right. And white men with an Asian woman has the largest age gap. So when you take away that component, um, a white man with an Asian woman of a similar age they're going to be just as successful, if not more, than the white man with a white woman. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is because of the age gap that's um, most common in the white man, Asian white pairings. Mm -hmm. Hispanic uh, white and non-Hispanic white and Asian white marriages were more liable to divorce than those of Hispanic white and Asians. Marriages, including a black husband and a white wife, were more prone to divorce than those composed of <laughs> black husbands and black wives. So black men are the best off with black women and they're the worst off um, of any racial pairing. So And so but again I really want to make sure in case I didn't I did not say this in the last podcast. This is better for the black man. It is not statistically better for the black woman there's statistics that yes not only are you more likely to get a divorce if you're married to a black man you're also more likely to go into debt and kind of like financially go into a deficit like go backwards um and incur more debt if you marry a black man than if you marry anything else so hispanic and black white and black white and Hispanic, Asian and Hispanic, out of all the pairings, a black man and a white woman are the least successful statistically. Black male, white female couples also have the highest likelihood of divorce of all white, non-white marriages. While interracial marriages, uh, while interracial marriage correlates to a higher rate of divorce, this parallel applies hmm. mainly to marriages involving a non-white male and a white female. So what this is saying and what you'll see here in a minute is that all these, all these statistics showing that, um, interracial marriage is a, you know, component that makes you more likely to have your marriage end, end in divorce. Uh, that would virtually be eliminated and an interracial marriage would be no more likely to end in divorce end in divorce than any other marriage if we were to take out white women from the uh, equation. 
So basically what that means is that like if, um, you know, a black guy was marrying an Asian woman, or, um, you know, a white guy was with a black woman, all, all, all these pairings were going on and it didn't include white women those parents would actually be just as likely to end in divorce or even potentially more successful than um, non-interracial marriages. So mm. really, um, white women are most likely to have a marriage end in divorce than any other race of women. Mm. And that's where I get into how... Um, it is beneficial for white women to know this. It's nothing that we should be like offended by or anything like that. Again, these are statistics. People have lives that go against statistics every day. Mm -hmm. um, but it is good to know because when you're searching for information or help or, you know, considering going into a marriage, it is good to know like, hey, you know, I might not be finding the best advice in the current... Uh, cultural norms of my current, you know, society or in the way that like most white women uh, living right now are kind of programmed and socialized to behave in the context of marriages. That might not be the most beneficial to a thriving marriage. Um, and it's good to know that. Okay. Now here's another similarity between white men and black women is that we see here, um, because this is the uh, husband uh, and the wife on the on this graph, so you have the husband listed first and then the wife uh, in regards to pairings. Um, and we see uh, Asians and uh, whites tend to have the highest um, incomes. Hmm. And, you know, that's nothing too surprising. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, what we also see down here is that um, mm. is that when we look at black women, they are more likely uh, to have less money when they're married to a black man than when they're married to a white man. So Boom. So I'm glad she... And it shows it here too. So um, in terms of rank, um, so it's husband-wife. So if um Asian husband white wife are the highest and then Hispanic um husband and Hispanic wife are the lowest and then right above that is a black husband and a black wife and then above that is a black husband and a white wife and then you have you go all the way up until you get to where it's um a white husband and a black wife um they fall right below a white husband and a Hispanic wife. Um, very interesting, y'all. Very, very, very interesting dynamics. Especially when you start to consider that one, you know, you start to understand um, indicators of uh, domestic, domestic violence or um, financial abuse. Number one cause of, of, of one of the um primary causes of divorce is finances so when you start to see how the couplings make a difference it kind of contributes to how successful they are um so yeah let me go back like 10 seconds and let her repeat the statistic more likely 
uh, to have less money when they're married to a black man than when they're married to a white man. So a, a black woman is, is more likely to have her, her um, income be higher when she dates interracially. But uh, kind of opposite, a white man makes the least amount of money when he's with a white woman. Just like, okay, so what I'm trying to say is in the same way that black... Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so once she said that, I see it because if you get a chance to look at it, I'm at the 19 minute and 47 second mark of her video. And so um, you're going to see that it's it's the husband is listed first and the wife is listed second. So if you go down to um, white husband, I'm going to do it from top to bottom. It's white Asian is good. White Hispanic is good. White black is good. And then white white is is. But I mean, it's at the very bottom. Um, He he's it's yeah. Go go check it out. Yeah, that that I I love how she broke that down, and it's right here. Now for black women, yeah, the highest you're gonna make is with a white man, and then it goes down to, it goes way down when it's with white and I mean with black on black. So women make the least amount when they're with a black man. A white man makes the least amount of money when he's with a white woman. Um. And uh, in both scenarios, a black woman has more money when she's paired with a white guy and a white guy has more money when he's paired with a black woman. So in both instances, both a black woman and a white man make the least amount of money being paired with their own race. So that is kind of unique. Okay, and then just as far as education, um, basically Hispanic uh, people are more likely to interracial marry when, when they're college educated. Mm. Um, whereas white people and black people are no more or less likely to interracially date, uh, de you know, depending on if they're, um, high, have a higher education or not. And that makes sense when, when you think about different, uh, cultural dynamics and different like society setups, like, Okay, but this is what I really wanted to get into because this is shocking. Because remember how I said that white men are actually more likely to uh, have a successful marriage with a black woman than they are with a white woman. Mm -hmm. You need to understand just how incredible that is because of all the pairings, right? So, so the white man with the black woman is the most successful of all interracial pairings, right? That is with the fact that a white husband and a black wife are more likely than any other racial pairing to be going into that marriage as a second marriage with children both of which substantially make divorce far more likely. Mm -hmm. So that means that a black wife and a white husband are the most successful racial pairing, even with every other factor working against them, mm -hmm. right? So even with the fact that they go into it, you know, with kids from other marriages, they go into it, it's their second marriage, 
um, even with all those factors working against them, because those are all things that do lead to um, a less likely outcome of a of a successful marriage, just because you know it, it creates there's just more variables going on, obviously. Um, even still, that's the most um, successful racial pairing. So imagine if white men and uh, black women didn't have to wait until they were like 50 and divorced with kids to realize that they're actually a good match. Um, you know, imagine if just people were kind of more open mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning, mm-hmm. just how even more likely to be in successful marriages. I, y'all, if, if I keep it 100% with you, this is making me think because I've mentioned this before and I won't labor on it too long, but I do have podcasts where I talk about like at my whole grown age, figuring out that I pigeonholed myself so much when I was younger because it's like I was just dating based on skin color. And so when you're, you know, (laughs) weeding through the rift raft and, and scraping the bottom of the barrel type of a thing, it's few and far between and I mean it does help to know like if I really wanted like I said before marriage and kids if I had opened myself up to people who are like-minded and the statistics are there to show that it would have just helped me further along I wouldn't have gotten to this point where I'm obviously you know I would say jaded because it's kind of like got burnt several times but I'm definitely a living aspect of that too and and a lot of you know I did mention in my previous uh in another podcast where in my natal chart because we we do talk about like music of divine feminine so we've a lot of us have had our natal charts done or whatever but it says like you will have like companionship or your soulmate later on in life and you know I joke about it now and I'm like listen if you're an XY can't get within six feet of me I don't care but if I were to some way, you know, maybe five, ten years from now when I've lived my life to the fullest and I'm well ready to get back into the dating arena, I'm going to play to win. I'm definitely going to look to pair myself with someone that is more statistically compatible with myself. And I'm not going to repeat the mistakes of my youth and pigeonhole myself when, when yeah, like, listen, I'm not trying to lose any of the money I've made. Uh, you know, I want a happy union if I'm going to go that route. So why would I, like, limit myself? All right, let's go. A white man and a black woman would be. Um, and uh, and personally, just from what I can tell of the fact that, like, um, just from what I can tell, just, you know, anecdotally and from statistics and everything like that. I asked my husband, I was like, how could it be this stark? Like, does it really just boil down to gratitude? And he was like, you know what, Cassie, I think it does. I really think it does. They're shown gratitude and appreciation. And I think that there just is that, you know, level of uh, camaraderie and similarity where it's like, Hey, we're both like, uh, the people that get, you know, all the crap from our respective communities. Um, Hmm. and you know, it's, it's relatable. Like they can kind of relate on that level. Hmm. Um, so 
that's my guess as to why even despite all the odds against them the white man and black woman is the most successful racial pairing uh, you know i think that this goes against a lot of mainstream narratives where white men are vilified when really it seems like they're able to pretty well get along um with virtually any race of of woman you know and just keeping it very vulnerable and Obviously, because I am using some of a divine feminine, I, I don't have all the answers and you get to hear me evolve over time. But those of you who are listening to, I think I believe I did two podcasts on the Goldman Sachs thing. And there was a part in there where if if you kind of familiar with how I can go through my thought process and stuff, there was a moment where I just paused a little bit and I just. I didn't outright say it, but I, I was like, hmm, that's interesting against the backdrop of everything we've been through. And, and this is what was going through my mind. It's like, where to me, because the narrative has always been, you know, like white men, this and the third. But how do we get to a place where, you know, something like Goldman Sachs? And I get it. It's it's um, it's a it's a small, you know, reflection on a grander scale of things. And it's they're not out here trying to wife you know, these business owners, but it's like, how do they end up <clears throat> showing themselves to not be as the vilified versions, you know, but then again, life is business. So I, I still, it's something I have to still mull over, but let me go back five seconds and then keep playing this. Um, with virtually any race of, of woman, um, and when they are rejected by mm. white women or divorced from white women and they look outside of their race they actually tend to have uh, more success and then the same goes for black men you hear a lot of the um the blame for the low marriage rates um for women not being compliant women not being submissive they're not feminine enough they're not you know this or that enough i mean it turns out that um when black women date interracially they tend to actually be capable of being you know good wives and having successful long-term relationships uh with other races of men um so whereas black men can't really say the same when they're <laughs> matched with other races of women they're even less likely to be successful than if mm. they're with black women Mm. Uh, just as white women are less likely to be successful dating interracially than they are with. So you're talking about a match made in heaven and a match made in hell, pretty much. And I really do believe, I haven't outright said this, but I believe some people, they really do deserve each other. They really are made for each other. I will go ahead and kind of say it here a little bit, but um, one of the OG content creators I listened to, I did want to do a separate podcast on this, but it was just kind of like at this point... It doesn't even make sense. So it was a, a white woman doing a TikTok um, of her baby's, her, her baby's father um, telling her that he wanted to close off their child's back and right down to the sandals. And I'm like, there's a, there's a um, saying that, or, or there's a belief that if you are self-hating, and if you 
are gonna like maybe like hate on black women what made her think that she'd be protected from that so now she's getting all the smoke you know and she and so but she was okay with it until she was on the receiving end of it you know what i'm saying so let me keep playing this because white men um and white women and black men are the absolutely least successful of any racial pairing and white men and black women are the most successful of any pairing. So, um, so it, it's kind of the inverse of a lot of these, um, mainstream narratives where it actually seems like, um, white men are capable of having successful marriages hmm. and the component that might be making it hard is the white woman in that dynamic. And it turns out black women are actually pretty capable of having successful marriages. Um, and it's actually the black men um, that are being socialized and, you know, whatever narratives are going on culturally make them less likely to be successful in relationships. So um, these issues going on um, within the white community and the black community where people are complaining about divorce rates or, um, uh, relationships not being successful or there being like some sort of battle between the sexes where black women are the ones most commonly blamed for the breakdown of the black family um white men tend to be most commonly blamed for the breakdown of the um white family and not just the family but the whole like i think i think especially in the united states right and or the world when you talk about um like white supremacy so uh really most of the statistics and studies and surveys um, tend to show that it's the exact opposite. Uh, really, uh, you know, the common denominator in these uh, are actually the black man and the white woman. This is simply to give you information. <sighs> and I think it's good for both black men and white women to know like, hey, you know, a lot of the mainstream narratives that are geared toward us, that are geared to being appealing to us, might not be the most beneficial to a successful relationship and looking toward um maybe other cultures um to see and maybe looking toward other cultures that have more success and seeing what they're doing differently like what i said i did with the um indian uh Indian YouTubers that I w was finally able to find a source of helpful marriage advice. And um, I would have known to do that a lot sooner had I um, been aware of just how stark these uh, differences in racial pairings are. So, um, so yeah, I hope that you guys found this helpful and enlightening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And if you are a, a black guy or a white woman, uh, don't be upset. This is really good information for us. You know, just we can sing that song to ourselves. It's like, uh, it's, it's me. Yeah, I'm the problem. It's me. Like the, the new Tay Swift song can be our anthem, uh, when it comes <laughs> to relationships. Of course, everyone has the potential to be wonderful in a marriage and a relationship. Um, these are just the c cultural norms at this point in society. And who knows, 50 or 100 years from now, the, all these stats could be complete opposite. But um, also, as a woman with uh, two sons, two white sons, um, 
I, I actually did find this information pretty compelling in that, like, there could absolutely be some cultural shifts, but if we keep going down this path, um, you know, I, I'm going to make, um, a concerted effort to teach my sons, hey, boys, like, I want you to find a woman based on values, shared goals, shared beliefs. Um, what? Oh, what? Y'all, that's a, that's a, uh, bombshell shocker for me. Wow. Wow. that have these qualities and beliefs and, you know, narratives about themselves and the world and marriage that make them a good life partner. Um, Mm. And I want you to be looking for those things as well. And if that turns out to be a white woman, that's great. Um, But it could very likely not be a white woman. Um, You could be far more likely to find uh, the qualities and the relationship and the, um, belief systems that would lead to a productive marriage um, in, a, in a different culture or a different race of woman. So, um, I mean... She, she don't want to say black woman in particular. <laughs> she has uh, 24 more seconds, but there's something else I wanted to say, which was that the part that kind of bothered me too is um, I can tell by the verbiage that she used that obviously, you know, as a white woman, I feel like, and then her being a boy mom, um, and, and I don't know that she'll ever kind of be able to introspect it that much or come across the same information I have, but there's still a part of her that wants to gravitate and uphold that part of things, but I, I like how she's um, allowing herself to flush out the thoughts and she's like musing the, the, it's kind of, she does the same stuff that I do. So I I have a little bit more grace, um, type of a thing. Um, (laughs) but yeah, let's finish playing out the last 24 seconds here. It's definitely good to know this as I think that if we were more open and knowledgeable, we'd be a lot more set up for success. So yeah, information is power. Let's not forget that. Um, anyway, uh, you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening and I will talk to you later. Bye. Oh, this was so nice. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I tend to react to things. It is what it is. I, um, I am sleepy, but I feel like I want to listen to, um, another one of her podcasts. I think the one, no, another one of her videos. So, um, if you want to come back, uh, for, I guess it would be kind of like part three, and then I'm definitely going to binge watch the rest of her stuff tomorrow. Yeah, because it's almost 11 o'clock. Um, and I had a really good workout, but I I um, I need my body to, like, you know, recover. And usually when I have a really good workout, I know that I need more rest, but I, I feel that coming on. So what I can do is I really want to listen to the one that's titled, like, uh, Former Pick Me. And it says the wall is delusional, feminist, unchristian ideology in sheep's clothing. So, y'all, it's going to be funny if you want to go to sleep with me. (laughs) What I'm going to do is I'm going to hop off of here. I'm going to upload this and then I'm going to just go ahead and press play on the other video. And it's going to be funny if I fall asleep. (laughs) 
it's gonna be funny if I snore. I don't go back and listen to my videos. Listen, I don't know. I might talk in my sleep. Who knows what? But I will play for the 38 minutes. And if I fall asleep, you know, I think I have a way of seeing like if the if there's no sound, like let's say I fall asleep at the 45 minute mark and this cuts off automatically at 60 minutes, then I'll just go and cut it there. But I'm not going to go back and listen to it to see if I was like snoring or talking or whatever, what have you. So I say that to say, if you want to listen to the audio and you're not necessarily wanting to go listen to the video directly, although I'm not discouraging you from doing that, then you're welcome to listen to to it alongside with me so yeah let me go ahead and upload this and then i'm gonna play um the next podcast of the th- after this is gonna be from her video from her youtube channel cassie west um x or which means by so uh cassie west by the feminine philosopher if you like the way she you know her thought process you're welcome to subscribe i guess i i suppose um All right, y'all, so uh, have an amazing rest of your day. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.